It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Michael Pappas. Happy Monday, sir. Hello, Zach. How are you this morning? I'm good, man. I'm good. We got a loaded show today. Auburn got a new wide receiver for 2020, reclassified this past Friday. We'll talk about him and what it means, as well as the SEC schedule. Uh, uh, apparently, they're finally announcing today. I feel like this is the third or fourth deadline that they've set for themselves, but that'll be exciting. And Auburn's fall camp starts today. We'll talk about all that on today's show. Uh, but first, today's show brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Uh, they, uh, they're partnering with three different restaurants each week, and you can use promo code 10OFF10OFF uh, for any of those three restaurants. There are three restaurants in the Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County this week. MK's Asian Kitchen, Jin Korean Barbecue, and Burger Fi. It's funny, they like announced their three... Um, there are three restaurants for the week, like 30 minutes after I ordered MK's Asian Kitchen uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I should have waited 30 more minutes, but that's fine. That's fine. But yeah, so use 10 off for um, $10 off your order at MK's Asian Kitchen, Jin Korean Barbecue, and Burger Fi. You can also use promo code ZAC20, Z-A-C-2-0, for your first delivery free. That is at FetchMeDelivery.com and their free Fetch Me app. So Michael, I got off the air Friday morning for my show. And I look at my phone, and Auburn, um, Auburn landed a four-star wide receiver. And I'm like, of course. Well, we're going to have to wait till Monday till we talk about that. But Malcolm Johnson Jr. committed to Auburn on Friday. He was a 2021 four-star. He reclassified. He will be on Auburn's roster this year. And he was scheduled to arrive on campus this past weekend. And he's enrolling in classes this week. So because of the COVID-19 situation, High school football in Virginia, they, uh, they have canceled football this fall. So instead of waiting to play in the spring, Johnson made the decision to enroll in college early. And this is always fascinating to me because I just look at my high school experience and I was like, just the, the idea of being able to leave a year early, uh, I just, that was not on my radar at all. But it's fascinating to see all these kids get done with high school so early. I mean, you, you, we talk a lot about the the semester early, but this guy was ready to call it and graduate at the um, the end of his junior uh, junior year. I think that is all that that is just fascinating to me. Yeah, that is wild. Um, like just having enough credits to do that. What what's the point of the of the fourth year? At I guess, that point, so. I guess I guess to play football. I guess to play yeah. football and incre- uh, increase your um, your stock at that point. But yeah, props to Malcolm uh, Johnson Jr. for being able to to pull that off. It sounds like he and Cody Burns have a great relationship. But mm-hmm. it sounds like uh, Keith Niebuhr of Auburn Undercover was talking about Cody was really the only coach and, and Auburn was the only school recruiting Malcolm Johnson Jr. saying, "Hey." Why don't you just not worry about your senior year and just go ahead and start in college? And he was like, wait, yeah, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. And so Auburn was able to beat out you know, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, a lot of really good schools that wanted this guy. And uh, Cody Burns is a big reason why. This is from the write-up on Auburn Undercover. Johnson, who's listed at six foot one, 
185 pounds, has been the number 36 receiver and number 191 overall recruit nationally in the industry-generated 247 Sports Composite for 2021. It's unclear at this time where he would sit in the 2020 rankings. Last season, Johnson caught 47 passes for 832 yards, seven touchdowns. He's known for his big playability and his speed. Johnson has a best 100 meters time of 10.38 seconds, making him one of the fastest 2020s in the country. At Auburn, he also plans to run track. Does this sound familiar at all? Yeah, sounds a lot like uh, one Anthony Schwartz. Yeah. Except I do think he's a little taller, if I'm not mistaken, at six foot one. So this is really exciting. Uh, Malcolm Johnson Jr. is a guy who uh, I know Auburn really wanted um, and a guy who could be a difference maker. Um, Not positive if it's going to be this season, but I mean, he's some combination of of a lot of Auburn wide receivers. And Anthony Schwartz is is obviously the easiest comparison because of that speed. Yeah, I kind of wonder just watching him play. It's always so tough to see, especially like fast high school wide receivers, their tape, because the only thing that they put out there, the easiest thing that they put out there is just these massive scoring plays where like no one's near them just because they're so much faster. And if they have a corner that's flat footed for half a second, it's a touchdown. And so it's like, obviously, you know, how much of that translates to the next level. Um, you'll, You'll see it every now and then, but it just it's hard to tell. Right, but I mean, you obviously take this speed and you take that size that's paired with it. Um, as far as comparing him to Schwartz, like the the natural speed thing is a no brainer, and that's going to happen every time Auburn gets a fast receiver for the foreseeable future until a guy that comes around that's better than Anthony Schwartz. But I mean, Darius Slayton was a fast guy too, but he kind of played bigger than Schwartz does, and I think. To me, I think Malcolm Johnson Jr. plays bigger than Schwartz does. And Schwartz has him a little bit on the speed. Schwartz is going to have pretty much everybody on the speed side of things. But similar like Sean Shivers, when you look at his speed and you look at his size, but he plays bigger than his size. And, of course, everybody's thinking about the, uh, the touchdown in the Iron Bowl. But to me, I think Johnson Jr. Is, uh, is, is bigger. He plays bigger than that 185. So I'm curious to see what they do with him. As far as him running track... It may limit how much weight you want to put on this guy, but um, I do not think he's soft at all. You know, and I think some of the times when you think of these track athletes, you know, maybe they're a little bit leaner, maybe they're a little bit thinner, but uh, he does not play that way when you when you watch him. Um, here's a here's a Johnson's two four seven sports evaluation. Strong, uh, yeah, strong frame with good size, elite speed. Ran 55 meters in 6.26 seconds. Tougher to jam at the line because of physical strength and speed intimidation. Shows good hand technique and is difficult to reroute. Nearly impossible to catch in the open field. Has some elusiveness, good ball skills, effective on short routes and deep. Shows ability to high point ball in traffic. Accelerates well. Gets out of breaks with purpose. Physically ready for college. Needs to work on flexibility getting into routes. Becoming more elusive in tight spaces with significantly enhanced game. Multi-year starter at high-level program. Day three NFL draft potential. So, uh, Keith did an interview with him on Auburn Undercover. And he they asked him, which three NFL receivers do you like to model your game after? 
And uh, one of them was Sammy Watkins. And it sounds like the Auburn coaching staff has been pitching, hey, you can be our Sammy Watkins to him, based on just some of the things I've read and some of the things that I've heard. And so I think that's exciting. Um, so he said Sammy Watkins, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill, which all three of those guys are totally different receivers in my eyes. But I think that's... Um, I think that's awesome. If Auburn gets any of those guys, it's the next version of any of those three guys. I think it's definitely a win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I saw that one of the things that Auburn's coaching staff was doing during his recruitment is using Sammy Watkins and the way that Chad Morris used him at Clemson um, as an example for Malcolm Johnson Jr. and It'll be really interesting, and, and I know you kind of talked about this earlier, but it is wild that it was, you know, on Friday, it was literally like, uh, I'm committing to Auburn, and I'm enrolling in classes that start Monday. Yeah, I assume I misread a few of the tweets that I saw right off the bat. I'm like, wait, what? Holy cow. Um, so, yeah, when we come back, we'll talk about what some of that, um, what that means immediately for the Auburn Tigers. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models throughout the vehicle marketplace these days, it is so tough to find an auto shop that has all the parts you need in that traditional uh, chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning um, and, and wait as a counterman orders parts on his computer? You can order parts from your computer, and you always have that thing in your pocket. You can order it straight from your phone as well. RockAuto.com, family-owned business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So, RockAuto.com, head there right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices at RockAuto.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. So I'm seeing a lot of what I believe may be a slight overreaction. Michael Pappas, all signs, uh, you know, including the 247 sports evaluation, all signs point to this guy, Malcolm Johnson Jr., being an absolute freak at some point during his college career. I don't think it's going to be this year. I've seen some places um, compare him to Darius Slayton. That's kind of what I saw the little bit that I've been able to watch him and find of him. And I'm not talking about the 80-yard touchdown catches. I'm talking about, you know, when you go out there and you find, you know, the 12-yard conversion on a third and 10. I see Darius Slayton when I look at him. And so uh, if he's being uh, compared to Slayton or really even Schwartz, I know they moved Schwartz position last year. And, you know, unless Chad Morris changes up how Malzahn does the personnel groupings for his wide receivers, I just don't see him. I don't see how he's going to get on the field this year. 
I mean, even if you have to replace Schwartz at that flanker role, assuming Schwartz plays the flanker and that looks the same in this Morris offense versus the Malzahn offense, or if you put Seth at the nine, I just don't know exactly how he gets on the field and relevant snaps. So that's kind of been my biggest question that I've been thinking about this weekend. It's like, all right, how does Malcolm Johnson Jr. get on the field this year? And I don't think that there is a clear path there. I had two listeners reach out over the weekend, Michael, and ask if this is why they forced Zach Farrar out. And I guess maybe it could be. Um, There's always a chance, but I don't think they would have known what all would have needed to happen at that point in time. One, they would have realized, like, okay, COVID is going to cancel high school football in Virginia. And two, they would have needed to know for a fact they were going to be able to beat out several really top-tier schools for this guy, and also they needed to make sure that he was able to classify into the 2020 class. So I don't think so. Um, I don't think that's why Zach Farrar got phased out, but it certainly could have been. But I mean, Michael, when you look at this 2020 wide receiver class now, with the addition of four-star wide receiver Michael Johnson Jr., you couple him with four-star natural wide receiver Kobe Hudson, and he is a natural wide receiver. Four-star Xavion Capers, four-star J.J. Evans, three-star Elijah Canyon, and then four-star receiving tight end Brandon Frazier. I mean, holy cow. This is going to be one of the best Auburn wide receiver classes ever. Yeah, you just called him Malcolm. I mean, you just called him Michael Johnson Jr. My bad. Uh, which, which I think is really funny uh, because – his name is Malcolm, but Michael Johnson, if I'm not mistaken, Olympic sprinter. So uh, a, a little slip of the tongue there. Maybe talking so, about a guy Maybe who so. has, you know, a, a v- incredibly elite speed. And y- you're right. It, him getting on the field this season, unless he, uh, uh, unless he ends up being just absolutely ridiculously good when he gets to campus later than than the other true freshmen um, is a question mark. And I don't know how much he's going to play in the slot, which we think is really the open position. Um, but I don't know. Don't count him out. You know, you can't teach someone to run as fast as this guy can run. And as much as we think that it's Kobe Hudson, who's just going to be too natural of a wide receiver to so get natural. unseated. So natural. You never know, man. You just never know. This could be this could be a guy who comes in and and pushes him right away for that that playing time that we think he's going to get. All right. So today is a huge day for the SEC as a whole, as well as Auburn football. We'll talk about that more right here on Locked On Auburn. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Our fantasy football league filled up super quick. I have to now tell people no, and um, that is a bummer. But ESPN only lost its whole 20 teams, so that kind of that kind of stinks. But thank you to all who reached out quickly, and um, all those who reached out slowly. We appreciate you 
as well. All right, so the SEC schedule comes out today per release sent out by the SEC. The Southeastern Conference will announce its 2020 football schedule on Monday at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on a special show on the SEC Network. SEC Now football schedule release show presented by Regions will air live on the SEC Network. Uh, hosted by Dari Noka, Greg McElroy, Roman Harper, Laura Rutledge, Kirk Herbstreet, Reese Davis, and more. I don't know how many people you need for that, but I guess you need a lot. The show will break down the 2020 SEC football schedule in its entirety. Week one of the 2020 SEC football schedule will be revealed at 2 p.m. Central Time today on the Paul Feinbaum show. So, um, you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I like how they're releasing week one at 2 p.m. And then they're like, you can wait four hours for the rest. <laughs> it's like, oh, all of the uh, all of the local call-in shows at all of the college towns ends at 6 o'clock. Yeah, okay. But we'll get fine bomb. We'll give our guys some um, some content for the day. And then, uh, yeah, sorry, you guys got to wait till tomorrow for everything else. So we appreciate that. We haven't had a... Uh good programming in four months uh here we go <laughs> yeah also it's presented by regions regions thank you for funding the sec network because <laughs> they haven't right. had anything you're right <laughs> hey milk it good for you sec good for you also today auburn's fall camp starts players will be in shorts and helmets for the first two days and shells the following two days followed by the first uh full day in pads which will be uh the first day full contact will be allowed I was listening to Jason Caldwell, and I realized this, but when he said this, I was just like, wow. But Auburn hasn't been in full pads since January 1st, and uh, we'll finally get that, I guess, this weekend. So that'll be, um, that'll be really, really yep. exciting. Friday. We'll get some of the open viewing periods over the week that'll happen via Zoom. We'll try to get, um, give you the best... Uh, our best attempt of everything that you need to know. Not expecting a whole lot. I'm kind of expecting them to set up the camera in front of the punters and just let us watch them for 20 minutes. But uh, we'll see. I feel like if I watch that, I'm not, I'm just not going to be able to tell who's who. <laughs> yeah, unless... Just the, yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean, if it's from the side and you can't see their numbers, it's like, okay, well, all punters look the same, right? Well, are they going to wear their numbers? Like, think about I mean, they know who they are, right? They, they like, know each other's faces and stuff. So, like... Yeah, I bet they wear their practice jerseys. Why wouldn't they? Well, if it's today and tomorrow, they're just in t-shirts, right? Well, you still wear your practice jersey. There's just no pads underneath it. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, they could just do it in, t- in actual t-shirts. Like, just... I don't think Not they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that. But they could. They definitely could. No. It's COVID. Anything could happen. No one would know. That's true. That could happen. Uh, I'm curious to see if they show us when they do the pace drills. That's kind of the first way that they've showed us. Like, okay, here's a here's a quick peek at the very dirty, rough draft uh, depth chart. I hope they show us that. That'd be more interesting, mainly for the offensive line, other than anything else. It could be interesting to see if they put Tank with the ones. I don't think they'll do that day one. If it's not DJ with the ones uh, on the first or second day, really the first week, I would be surprised. But they love Tank Bigsby. Um, I'm trying to think what other interesting things we could see as far as you know who could possibly be lining up with the first team. 
Malcolm Johnson Jr., baby. Maybe so. Maybe so. Tight end. Yeah. I mean, I guess it would probably, my guess would be Deal and then Shanker in the backfield. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it could be any of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pagis. Give me 6-2-280 Pagis right now. Yeah, I'm just, I don't think freshmen are going to be playing a lot early on, but. I know that's boring, and I know that's not the cool thing to talk about, but I just don't see freshmen playing a lot early on. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Hey, Pegues would be awesome in the backfield. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And it allows John Tableshanker, who I think is the best of the three tight ends that we're talking about. I think he's the best in the passing game, and I think they trust him a lot. They use him a lot blocking downfield. So it would make sense. You know, you get to free him up a little bit more. But we'll, um, we'll actually have some stuff to talk about tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Obviously, with the schedule. And then uh, Malzahn talks to the media at 1 o'clock today. Let me see. Um, yeah, so we get Malzahn at 1 o'clock today. Tomorrow on Tuesday, we get some player interviews. They don't have the time or the people announced yet for that. Wednesday, we get nothing. Thursday, we get more player interviews. Friday, there's no practice. And then Saturday at 1 o'clock, we get Gus Malzahn again. So we'll have some stuff actually to talk about throughout the week, and I am hyped for it. So I am absolutely pumped. Michael, where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPavTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a heavily filled show with lots of new uh, news content right here on Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.